0: Good morning, everyone.
1: Oh, I, I thought Malia would stay for the beginning of the lecture, but I guess she, she told me she had to leave, but um, I thought she was maybe going to stay for the beginning. Um, so good morning. And um, as I um,
0: said in my... <clears throat>
1: Announcement for this sitting. Um, this uh my theme today was inspired by um this calligraphy that normally uh lives in the Valley Streams office. I brought it home to show you
0: here. Oh now Malia's back in just a minute. <laughs> The, the picture's not showing. You need to raise it up a little higher. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Malia to come in. She she uh, is joining again.
1: I'm not sure it's happening. So, any uh, case, in any case, uh, in any case um, this is the calligraphy. And, uh, it was written or painted by, uh, Jinchen Reb Anderson. Um, it was, uh, given to, um, yeah, to close here, closer. No. It
0: was
1: given to, um, or, or it, it was in the possession of, uh, Reverend John Briggs, uh, a priest in this Sangha who, uh, passed away in, in 2015 and his widow Karen Briggs uh, donated it to uh us and i don't know exactly um how um, you know what the circumstances were of john receiving that gift from uh reb um, but um the c- character's mean in uh, japanese um as near as i can tell uh watashi Watashi-wadare. And uh, it means, uh, who am I? Who am I? And so I, uh, last summer, we had a visit, I had a visit, really, uh, from uh, our guest speaker last Monday, uh, Reverend Taiga Ito. Uh, He Uh, came by the Dharma Center, he came by Sacramento on his way up to the foothills. And uh, uh, I met him at the Dharma Center, and I showed him this calligraphy. Uh, And um, we discussed it a little bit. And it it seemed to me that uh, he had some doubts about it. Uh, And and I had some doubts about it, too. Um, And I think the nature of his doubts, and we're close to the nature of my doubts, which were, um, what, uh, does this, you know, this kind of, uh, phrase sound a little bit, um, uh, on the, on the, on the, the existential spectrum? Um, uh, does that, does that phrase, um, tend to sound like it's, uh, substantiating, um, an i uh a um uh th- th- an ego you know a you know a separate self uh when of course the teaching is our teaching is you know that that the the idea of a um, of the i is is just sort of a, a convenient fiction and doesn't really accord with uh, Buddhist teaching, but then we have to consider, and so so you know that we didn't have a long discussion about it, but but this was kind of the doubts that that I think we shared about it, and so it, it since we shared doubts about it, I it it made me you know continue to think about it for quite a while, um, and um, and I I have to consider. Who wrote this calligraphy? Um uh, and that's Tenshin Rev Anderson, my teacher. And uh it is impossible for me to imagine uh that Mr. Anderson, uh Tenshin Roshi, um wrote uh, or painted this calligraphy with any intent uh to substantiate uh
0: an eye an or an ego. Impossible for me to imagine that. Um because you know, Reb
1: as are we is a student of Buddha's teaching. And Buddha's teaching is very clear that what we call I or the person is is merely a collection,
0: merely a collection of parts. And those parts
1: are, of course, uh, the five skandhas, form, feeling, perception, formation, formations, karmic formations, and consciousness.
0: But the self, what we call a self is just
1: simply this collection. And this collection itself is uh, as we frequently chant in the Heart Sutra, uh, empty. Those the, the the component parts are all empty of a self, empty of own being. So they neither is the the whole the the amalgamation together um, uh, substantial, nor is any of the nor are any of the parts. Um, substantial or self-existing. In in the in the uh in the and this is this is not you know just an invention of you know the Mahayana this is this is this comes from um Buddha's original teaching uh in in the Pali can, canon it um in the Discourses on the Middle Way. It's uh, and 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 actually elsewhere throughout, you know, the, the original recorded teachings of the Buddha. Uh, it says uh, the sutras say form is like um,
0: a ball of foam, feeling is like a bubble, perception like a mirage formations like the hollow core of a banana tree and consciousness is like a magic trick
1: so according to our fundamental teaching which is obviously well known to the author of this calligraphy the the eye is is neither um substantial in its in some kind of whole amalgamation of these five nor is it substantial in any of their parts taken separately so we can set aside I think we can set aside easily set aside the idea that um, this well we can that that this is some sort of um, Existential question or that, or, or that it, you know, it, it sounds like it, it's, it has a kind of self ref, uh, referential feeling, you know, who am I? But I don't think it is a self referential question. And, and, and my, in the course of my ponderings about, um, this question and uh, why Rev wrote this calligraphy? It it seems to me that what what he is pointing to, and what he is uh, wanting to bring up for us in presenting uh, this this question, is that he's he's wanting to point to the to the moral basis of our life. He's wanting to. Uh, Point to um, the standards by which we live.
0: Uh, who am I, in the sense of
1: how do I, uh, how do, what is my, you know, what is the nature of my conduct, and what is my, what are the, what is the standards to which I hold myself? Who am I, in terms of?
0: Upholding right conduct, for instance. Who who am I in terms of the pure precepts, doing all good, acting
1: for the benefit of all beings? Who am I in the sense of um, conduct, morality, the standards to which I hold myself? I think that's, that's my, that's the way, let me just say, I don't know, I, I haven't talked to Rev about the, you know, this calligraphy and I don't know when he wrote it. And, um, but this is, this is, this is my interpretation. Uh, this is my, the way I'm taking this and the way I find it most, uh, useful in my practice to ask that question, um, as a way of um holding holding myself responsible you know my self responsibility for my actions, who am I in this world what do i you know how do I take care of my life or not take care of it um, how do I take care of Other people, or not take care of other people.
0: So it's
1: it's it's, and I think it's quite a lofty question and and quite a serious question in 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 that sense. As I say, you know, I don't know uh, when Rev wrote this calligraphy, um, but I would guess that it was, uh, you know. Sometime maybe I think John didn't meet Rev until sometime in the nineteen nineties. So I'm assuming it's some maybe sometime in the nineteen nineties that he may have or later that he may have received this this calligraphy. Um and it so it was certainly after um, you know uh the late nineteen eighties. And If you, you know, if we don't talk about other people's practice, unless other people, other people, um, make, you know, their practice, uh, and their life, um, transparent to us and, or offer us stories about their life. And, um, and Rev has done that. And if you've read his book, Being Upright, you know about a story that he's offered as an object lesson for us, a story um not a very uh flattering story about himself. A story um that begins with a um improperly acquired handgun.
0: Uh that uh rev used to chase after
1: a person who had robbed him in his garage on Page Street in San Francisco. And he tells this story in Being Upright, uh, how he used this improperly uh, acquired handgun to chase after this person and chase them into a Public housing development, several blocks from San Francisco's end center, uh, was unloaded, uh, but he was carrying it visibly. And he was arrested for carrying this gun, pursuing someone into their home. So this was a, you know, uh a really, really foolish thing to do. Um, and, um, it's, it caused a great deal of embarrassment to Reb and to the entire San Francisco Zen Center community.
0: When a priest was formally taken vows and been entrusted with Sangha leadership, violates his vows so publicly, uh, he may well ask himself the question, who am I? What is my commitment? What is my commitment to nonviolence? What is my commitment to being upright? After this incident, not only was he asking himself that question but the entire zen center community was asking him that question who are you who, who what are you up to
1: so um after after that uh, incident there were there were a number of meetings um where Reb and there were public meetings where Reb was um required to um or asked to
0: and did appear before
1: you know people in the Sangha to answer for his conduct, to answer for what he had done. And I went to one of those meetings this would have been about eighty-seven or eighty-eight, and uh, it was at Green Gulch Farm. And my my impulse um, in in going to that meeting, or what I found that I wanted to do when I got to that meeting, was was not to castigate Rev. I, I my impulse was to to defend him. Uh, that was not the impulse of most of the people who were there. Um, and I don't really know whether um, that should have been my impulse either, but that, that was at the time what I, out of, out of loyalty to him, I think uh, that that was my impulse. And so I got up in that meeting because I knew something about, I knew something about what it, what it was like to live in the neighborhood where we lived in san francisco to live on page street or Haight street i lived on hate street i lived on various places but i lived on hate street for a while so i told this story about a time i was living on hate street just a block from the zen center and this was my way of de- trying to defend rev and i don't think it was very you'll, you'll hear the story but uh, what i what i said was um one time I recounted this story that one time I was living on Haight Street and it was at night. It was late at night and we heard, you know, really uh, strong screams coming from the street. A woman's screams from the street. And, and, and they were really distressing screams. And uh, so I and several others, you know, jumped up out of bed ran down the stairs and ran out on the street uh to see what was going on and to see if we could help or if we could stop what sounded like you know you know someone really being harmed and we got out there, and whatever it was was already over, and the person the person was okay. Whatever had caused her to scream so loudly, it it, it had been taken care of, whatever it was. Other people had attended to it. Nobody could see any problem on the street. Uh, But as I got out there, uh, it began to be pointed out to me by other people that I was, I had no clothes
0: on. I was completely naked. Standing
1: out on hate street and i didn't even realize it and but until until people started saying uh, by the way you know you don't have any clothes on and um it wasn't uh you know this (laughs) anyway so I i brought up this issue i said you know this is this is the kind of you know um it's the you know, kind of thing that happens on on Hay Street or on Page Street around the, in the neighborhood of the Sacramento, the uh, San Francisco Zen Center, you know that that doesn't always engender a cool-headed response, you know. And I, so this was my this was it was kind of this is kind of a lame story to be telling in this. When I look back on it, I think it's a very lame story to be telling as a, as a way of you know defending what REV did, because obviously me running out naked on the street is several, you know, I mean, it is illegal. I, I guess there there is that. I think it's illegal to be, you know, naked on the street in San Francisco uh, or most places. Uh, but uh, it was it doesn't quite rise to the level of, you know, chasing someone with a gun and and, you know, I don't think the story persuaded anyone that we should let Reb off the hook. (laughs) You know, it wasn't, it was, it was kind of a lame defense.
0: But, you know, the,
1: the reason, the reason I I, you know, the ultimate reason I I brought it up was was what what I what I was thinking was that I wanted to express was, you know who who among us who among us has not done something you know really off base something something they really regret something that that you know harmed another person or that was was really um not their best foot forward you know not not the best thing they ever did and 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 and, and, and even you know who who can say you know it's like it's like the person you know those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones that kind of thing who, who 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 can say that they that they've you know engaged always engaged in you know perfectly upright conduct and um so i wanted people to i wanted people to think that way about reb or forgive him based on you know these factors of just you know and living in anyway just living in that neighborhood was really tough sometimes and in that era uh there was a lot of crime i mean there was a zen student murdered uh murdered on, on hate street um and um in the in the early nineteen eighties, and you know there were other i mean we, there were multiple times we had to run out of the zendo because we heard somebody being a being accosted or attacked um so I was just you know I was just trying to point that out, but you know on the other hand uh yeah. Anyway, it didn't do much. It did. It, it was probably a, a kind of a way of not of 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 maybe going t- too quickly to to forgiveness. Um, there there needs to be a stage where the person really is. You know, when 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 something is is done improperly, there d- doesn't mean there does need to be a stage where. You you really question who are you? What what are you doing? And and uh, and a priest especially needs to be questioned. Like if 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 people have questions about anybody's conduct, they should be able to question that conduct. But most especially someone who's taken vows, non violence, non harming a person person who's taken Vows to care for others, um, to not be, you know, aggressive. All those things that, uh, in that instant, that Reb had violated. But he's offered us that story, you know. He's offered us that story. Um. So I, I, I hope uh, me reminding so many years later. It's not it's not for the purpose of uh, it, it is for the it, it has a purpose and 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 the purpose is that that you know then uh Reb could write or paint this calligraphy and I'm sure he 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 really meant it you know who am i who am I what, what what standard can I hold myself to? Do I hold myself to? You know, how could I let this happen?
0: You know how? Could, so who am I?
1: So that's the way you know I've been working with this phrase. I've often um well anyway, I don't know about often, but but I've I've told I've uh I've mentioned in a talk before um that when I first you know, I first encountered Zen really through like so many people through Zen through the book Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. And uh I had well I had an earlier encounter, kind of in-person encounter, but um but but uh, the the most meaningful initial encounter I had was was through Zen Mind Beginner's Mind, and I I found this book. You know, this is Zen my beginner's mind. I found this book in Moe's Bookstore in Berkeley, um, where I was living at the time, and uh, I had been to Tassajara kind of by accident. Um, and I, I thought, oh, this is this is this book is by the guy that uh, started that place. And I turned it over to the back cover, and I I saw
0: Suzuki picture, and
1: uh, he his picture really impressed me. I thought, I thought this person, this person is a really is really serious whatever he's up to he's really serious about it he really means it i, I just looked at that picture and i thought man that guy whatever he's up to he, he really he really means it and uh and then i read the book and and i i you know i saw oh yeah Yeah. And here's what he's talking about. And he really, and, and, and he really means it. And, but when I, but my, my, my reaction to that was, yeah, he's really serious. And what he's talking about is, 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 uh, is really holding himself to a high standard. And I thought, well, that's kind of scary. I don't really, I don't know if I'm, in fact, I kind of knew I wasn't really ready to hold myself to the kind of um, introspection or um, uh, the, the the kind of uh, standard of conduct that he was that he was representing, and the in the and the serious approach that he was taking to his life. And the serious nature of what he was teaching. I thought, oh, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and so, you know, I just read the book, you know. I didn't start practicing. I just read the book. And I, I carried it around with me for a few years. Um, And I, I didn't start, you know, I didn't run off to the monastery. The first thing I read the book, you know, I was more like, yeah. But... I'm not ready for that. that was my
0: that was my first reaction,
1: but you know I kept reading and I kept going back to it and i i there was something there, and there was something there I kind of wanted i kind of wanted for, i there was something there I kind of wanted, and so I just started gradually inching inching towards. Suzuki Roshi, you know, and
0: what he was uh, offering. So
1: you know this, and this is this is the good thing. You know, we can, um, you know, you don't have to start out taking a big vow. You know, you don't have to usually, and we don't even recommend that people. Like, come to Zen Center and, oh, here, take vows and, and wear a rakasu or become a priest right now. Uh, and, uh, then you can practice. That's never the case, you know. In fact, if, if somebody wants to get ordained or, uh, you know, yeah, get ordained like right off the bat, usually, usually they say, well, maybe, maybe wait a little while, you know, and, cause usually you find that, You have to to wait to see if the initial enthusiasm uh, is real or not. And oftentimes, we see that, you know, not every time, but oftentimes, the most enthusiastic people at the beginning are the people that run away the quickest. (laughs) So, um, this this has been observed over and over again, actually. it's fine, you know, to come to practice and just find a quiet corner. And, um, you know, you, you come to the territory of practice and you and you find uh, a remote corner of this territory. And, and you say, okay, well, I'm going to sit over here in this corner. Nobody noticed me. I'm just over here in this corner, uh, you know, uh, and uh, I'll be doing, you know, Zazen with you, but... Um, just never mind me, you know, and that's okay. And uh and sometimes it's those people that actually end up sticking around because uh gradually they 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 turn up the heat, you know. They start at a very low heat, and then then they then then the, the heat they, they, they can kind of let the heat sort of slowly, slowly build.
0: Um and And then you know,
1: like me, like well, how long did it take me to get ordained uh priest? Let's see it took um, about forty years, yeah, give or take, forty years. <laughs> that's a really slow boil <laughs> um but I, that's you know that's that's the way I started, you know, just found the little corner. And um, and the little corner was in my house at first. And then it was with some other people. And then it was at a Zen center. And then it was at a monastery. Yeah, so, you know, but slowly, slowly. <laughs> Is that, you know, this, you know this uh, haiku by, I think it's EQ. Yeah. <laughs> he says,
0: a snail. Climb of Mount Fuji, but slowly, slowly.
1: Now we're coming to the end of the talk here because it's, there's some more talk here on the paper, but I don't know that it's really necessary. Um, I think the 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 main thing is um, I guess well, I'll, I'll say one more thing, and and that is um, uh, you know I said I said I was working with this you know working with this theme throughout mm, the week, or actually throughout some weeks before before because I have to you know well I don't have to but in order to attract you to. To come sit, I, I announce some theme. And because um, I think if I just say one day sitting, you won't come. I said, Oh well, one day sitting, uh oh, well, that would be hard. I don't know. You're just sitting, oh blah. So I have I come up with some theme to dangle out here. Who am I? But you know, then then it was a theme that I had kind of set aside for a while. And so I've been sitting with that theme, and, and we could do that today. You know, we could just sit with this theme. And I was, I was, I was, uh, I was sitting with this theme uh, the other day, and I was having one of those periods of zazen, uh, where um, it was uh, one of those periods where things weren't really coming together in terms of. You know, settledness, and so I was having thoughts about you know something I don't know you know, but it was it was hard to to stay on the theme of Zazen, <laughs> stay on the theme of being on my cushion, right? Uh, I was having a hard time staying on that being, and so uh, and and I was drifting off into thoughts and trains of thoughts, but then what I what I noticed what I noticed was. I was always coming back. I was always making an effort to come back to um, the theme of zazen, which is, you know, just being present with this body, this breath, this moment now, this moment of experience, right now. And so I noticed that I was I was making this effort. I was always coming back, and I thought. Well that's who I am. I'm 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 a person of rededication. You know, I'm a vow. My vow is to reded, rededicate myself over and over and over again. Despite however however many failures I have to hit the mark of practice. I am a rededication to hitting the mark of practice. And this is, this is actually some uh, teaching that Dogen offers. And we, we saw this teaching recently in a book we're reading um, uh, called being time. Uh, This teaching that where he says, you know, are no man. He says something like we, 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 Hardly ever or, or once in a while, we have in a hundred attempts to hit the mark, we hit the mark once, or I, I forget exactly how he says it. Uh, but anyway, he says, we make a lot of attempts to hit the mark and we don't hit the mark of practice. But then, then he says at the end, he says, but it is our, it is our many attempts. It is our many failures. I think that's what he says. He says, It is our many failures. I love that. It's our many failures to hit the mark that allow hitting the mark in this present moment. It is the many failures to hit the mark that create the conditions for hitting the mark in this present moment. So you know who am i i'm a zazen person who are you be a zazen person with me today we can be zazen people together failing to hit the mark not being discouraged by not hitting the mark and and with faith that our many our many failures it is it is our many failures to hit the mark in this present excuse me, there it, it are many failures to hit the mark that enable hitting the mark in this present moment. So we shouldn't be discouraged, you know by not hitting the mark if we and especially if we know, well, who am I? I am I am a person uh, dedicated uh i i'm down for hitting the mark i'm dedicated to that regardless of my success or failure that's my dedication i'm and 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 we can extend that and and zazen creates the kind of environment for extending that uh, to hitting the mark in our conduct in the world, and we may fail we may fail in our conduct in the world to hit the mark and to take care of every situation in in just the right way you know we may we may we we will <laughs> we will fail, but as our many attempts to Practice right conduct. And it is our our failure to practice right conduct. And to do all good. And to not be angry. And to not be unkind. It is our failure to do that that enables hitting the mark of kindness, of taking care, of being upright in this present moment.